Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Yeah. I'm doing great. How are you? Fine. Just fabulous. And so lovely for us to exist in this weird cyberspace. What are you today? I am in my office. <laughs> Which is in Manhattan, where? Manhattan Beach. Manhattan oh. Beach. Manhattan Beach. We can see over your shoulder a beautiful sunset. Yes. yes. The beach is right there. And over my shoulder, we have the Dome of the Vatican, St. Yes. Pete's. And I actually have my rosary from the Vatican that was given oh. to me by a lovely girl named Emily Eddins. I love. Oh, how beautiful. In nomine Patre, Dominus Sanctus. Seeing as we've talked to Jesus quite a few times. Oh, you know. I've been obsessed with Mary Magdalene. Really? Even more so. So in a past life regression, I was Sarah, right? Yes. Mary's daughter. I, which I didn't even know she had a daughter at the time. No, I, I was there. I was filming yeah. and you were talking about that with a Scott to Tabble. Yeah, and so I'm still like she has a gospel that's out there that I'm fascinated with. That was eliminated. Gospel from, of, of Mary, correct? That's right. And eliminate, you know, that was eliminated from all of the scriptures. Yes, it was set aside for a variety of reasons. But the most interesting part of the Gospel of Mary is she recharacterizes all the apostles. You know, Peter had a problem with her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in our research, which is in Hacking the Afterlife, you know, where you and I had conversations about this in depth, mm -hmm. we heard that Mary Magdalene, the Magdalene, who was married to Jesus, that's what we heard, that they were married prior to this crucifixion thing, that she had a daughter named Sarah, which is sitting with us. They went off to France after the crucifixion was Yep. Um, after he survived the crucifixion, let's put it that way, Mary got on a ship, it's what we've heard from different sources, not just you, but other sources, and went to the coast of France, it was called something else then, and lived there for a year. She had her own following, her own group who followed her, you know, philosophy, and et cetera, et cetera, equally. Right. And then when he showed up to retrieve her and a, a year later, they ended up going back to Kashmir, where they lived out their days. And Sarah and her brothers. And you know this, but we've had conversations with a number of people and in architecture of the afterlife, conversations with people who were aware of all these details and talk about them in great detail. So I don't know what to say other than our loved ones aren't gone. If they've been on the planet, we can talk to them. It's, um, so I just, what was interesting, when you were saying Magdalene, because she was from the place Magdala, right? So That's why her last name is Magdalene. It's Magdalene, okay. My maiden name is Madeline. 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 <laughs> That's my- We love that. We love the connections. Madeline. Yes, we're I back. Just, I was just, well, that was Jesus stepping in saying, don't talk about this. Talk about people who are waiting to talk to us. All right, let's allow that. Luana, Luana Anders, our class moderator on the flip side. She is the one who moderates people over there. Question for you, Lou, who needs to talk to us today? 
can. Why? Not going to judge it. Prince is here again. Very good. I assumed he would be. Thank I don't know why. I do. But okay. I do. So, so like Prince, you're here again. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure, Luana? And she's like, are you really? We're putting Prince right up here, like right in my face. <laughs> yes, he's okay. here. So, Jennifer goes into a trance when we do this. She doesn't look like she's in a trance, but she is. And last week, the last person we talked to was Prince. And we asked him if he needed to bring somebody forward. And when he showed up, I assumed he was doing so. So let's ask him a couple of questions. Are you bringing someone with you today or you just want to chat with us? He's bringing something with him. Thank you. And who is this person? And put it in Jennifer's mind. Who is it that wants to talk to us? Oh. Um, I'm so sorry. I have the picture in my, he just got buried like a week ago. Yes. And I talked to him this morning. Wow. And I heard so him sorry. say that he wanted to talk to us. And yes. I said to him, you know how to get into our class. Okay. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, me. I would tell you his name because this isn't about his name. I asked him to come. Right. I asked Prince to bring him. When you said Prince is here, I knew that he was escorting John Lewis. Right. I'm so sorry. That's all I, right. Congress, well, that shows you that we like, didn't speak. It's right. a demonstration that you and I haven't planned this in advance. No, and what was interesting, then I got Barack Obama and his, like I knew what happened, you know. We're going to talk about them all. And this is, it happened to me this morning. I was in my kitchen and a person popped into my head, which we're going to ask about in a bit. But I realized the connection. And so instead of recording myself saying, we're going to ask John Lewis today, I had asked him last week, and Prince had come forward and said he's not ready to speak, but now he is. Welcome, sir. Welcome to our class. I keep on apologizing to him, like, I'm so sorry. He's like, stop, you knew who I was. Oh, please. We honor your presence. The fact that we could chat with you and demonstrate it this way is beyond my capacity to be able to say thank you. But for the best, Let's just see how well we do. If I may ask you, can I ask you some direct questions? Yeah. They're the ones that say that they mess up the electricity with our- <laughs> The frequency. Well, I don't blame frequency. them. Um, can I ask yes, you some direct questions? Well, he says, yes. you. He gave you the questions to ask, he says. <laughs> They're written right here on my cell phone. Mm -hmm. Who was there to greet you when you crossed over? Oh, okay. It was his father. His father. Very good. Father. Was that a happy reunion? He said it was confusing. And why was that? Were you not aware? And happy. And happy. Yeah. And, and then his mom and then his mom came running in and got him. <laughs> Very good. And your mom's name was Ellie May. I'm aware of that. And 
Was that a joyous occasion, seeing your mom? By the way, it's just me and my notepad. Just to make sure people know if you're tuning in for the first time, that's what I'm looking down at. Okay, sorry, say that again. <laughs> at the internet page where she's quickly scrambling in. Well, I his mom's name is... Yeah, Eloise. Eloise. All right, but let's let's ask him what that was like. So you're seeing your mom, which you're seeing her as as she looked the last time you saw her, or young or old. Uh, he's show, he showing me the bright, like she. He's showing me young, like wearing this really cool dress and like the bright frosted eyeshadow and the bouffant hair. Yeah, good. crazy. Very good. Also. Um, I know you're, you had met he your said, wife. He said that she died way too young. Very good. And it could have been like, you know young could have been But yeah, go ahead. Also, your wife crossed over before you did. Her name is Lillian. Lillian, hold on a second, because that might have been the person you showed me. Hold on. Oh, he showed me Lillian. I'm sorry. That's okay. The craziness. We, His mom was very, a lot more conservative. It felt like in biblical almost. L.E. May. Okay, very good. Okay. And this is why I asked questions this way. It's so he can get used to the way we speak. Luana can help him to answer. He's got a lot yeah. of things to say. And we have to unpack them. Yes. So what is something you would like to say? What would you, oh, I have a question for you. You had three friends named Michael, Andrew, and James. Jennifer doesn't know who these people are, but I do. Have you seen them since you've been on the other side? <laughs> He's like, boy, have I. Um, and what was that like seeing these three boys? Say it one more time because you were frozen. Yeah, I froze. I'm sorry. What was it like for you to see... James, Michael, and Andrew, emotionally. Um, sorry, there's a trash person out there, if you can hear it. Um, it the word that comes through is like rejoicing. Rejoicing. Like rejoicing, seeing each other. Would you? And then, with tears, just tears and pain, like all rolled into one. Very good. I'm sorry. I keep saying very good. I'm reinforcing my own reality. Would you put in Jennifer's mind who these three boys are, Michael, Andrew, and James? They were young. Were they like correct. teenagers or something? That's correct. Oh, wow. Okay, hold on a second. They were all killed, right? They were all killed. And were they killed, like, were they killed by the Ku Klux Klan? Yes, they were. I'm sorry to get emotional. Okay. I just saw, like, tar and feather, like, something really bad. They were, they were killed in them. a car. These were three friends of John's who were freedom riders. They were murdered, Mississippi. That's why I asked. It's proof of concept. It's to allow the audience to see that Jennifer and I have come to the same information in the same way. I asked about three people she's never heard of. 
he showed them to her. It rejoiced upon reconnecting, and they're all okay, aren't they? Yes, okay. they're all okay. But they just—they showed me how the baton was. How he took the baton from them, and not only did he run with it, he ran it around the world and had the whole world rejoicing. Like he made. Hold on a second. And he's like, no, I don't want to take all the credit. He goes, then they show me Martin Luther King. Like he's showing me, hold on a second. Oh, it's such an amazing voice. He, sorry, he has an amazing voice. And that goes for every type of voice that you can think of, but just his voice. Hold on. Resonant. Resonance. Yes. Um, They're just like, you did it, you did it. When he saw the boys, when he saw his friends, you did it, you made it, you did it, you helped change. And then he saw Black Lives, you know, he showed me Black Lives Matter, just as the, you know, one of the last things that happened before he passed. So he's, so, is happening. So if I can go back to this moment for a second, we're, we're going to get to as much as we can in the time we have. But if we can go back to that, not to the moment of them passing, but there was a young boy who passed away when you were a young man. And I remember reading that this, the death of this boy was very powerful to you. His first name is Emmett. And I'm asking Emmett? Have you, Emmett, have you seen Emmett since you've been back? Sorry, now I'm getting emotional. Hold on. It was like, the way that he's showing me, he walked into the room. As far as you can see, all of the people that have been hurt, like in, he showed me the memorial of the slaves that were killed. Um, he's like, it was, <laughs> what's it? I'm like, I don't even know how to do it justice. But as far as you can see, people were clapping and praising him for everything that he's done. And how, not only do you see that, but he saw all the future generations from them that at least now have a fighting chance. Wow. Well, let's talk about that. I, listen, I, it's very powerful what you're saying. But I would like to know your impression of some of the people that we've spoken to in our class. We've talked to, um, you mentioned him, Martin Luther King. What was it like to see Dr. King? Communication is king. <laughs> Communication is king. And he goes, <laughs> so right away, when you asked him what he thought of our class, he's like, you're communicating. That's what this is all about. And he goes, from different sides, but yet they're one. He goes, just like, and then he showed me, you know somebody white and somebody black how they're one mm -hmm. and how if everyone can view the other side and being here as one think about how happy or how how people could raise their their frequency if they understood that part but it almost takes having to be like that here in order to hold on let me just make sure i'm getting this right i don't want to say anything that i'm just assuming or Please. Okay. 
it's as if you have to be this way now as one with the universe here on this field of existence to even conceptualize having that connection to the that other connection. side. connection. All connected, all souls, all unconditional the more, love. The more that you see that here in the trees, and you showed me a rose and the cats and the horses, the more that you see that you are them with them, the more that you know that life goes on. Brilliant. Beautiful. Um, any thoughts on your funeral, which was just the other day, and President Obama spoke, and you were in state for a while? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> he just showed me crying, <laughs> which is making me cry. Hold on. He just said truth. 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 He put like hashtag truth. <laughs> Anything you would like to say to your friend Barack? Well, that's the thing. He said that people, hold on. And Bush. I uh, gave a lovely eulogy as well. And we can all get along. And when he, when he said truth, they represented his truth. Also, in the right one of way. your workers was very eloquent about what it was like to work for you. That it was like you would, they would go into your office, you would hold their hand, you would look them in the eye, you would ask them about their reality. They he, said, imagine it was like working with your father, the most loving father you could ever have. Right. He said, he goes, they sugar, he showed me candy, like they sugar. <laughs> okay. Thank you for lightening us up. I mean, candy, it could be the name of someone or whatever. No, I know what he means, which is, eh, you know, they're, everybody has everything going on in their life. And, you know, it's wonderful just to remember the sugar part. But I'm curious about people that you've run into that you had battles with, let's say, LBJ, for example, and somebody like RFK that you honored or MLK or even Lincoln. Hold on a second. He said LBJ served a purpose, but B was for bastard. <laughs> <laughs> served a purpose as a bastard. But B was for bastard. I'm like, I'm not going to say that. He's like, yes, you can. I mean, we've talked to LBJ. We know stuff about him. For bastard. Um, Okay. Thank you. He showed me like as if you were at war and he was part like, so he's on one side of the table looking at a big like electrical grid about the planet and LBJ's on the other side. And they, they both need to be, there both needs to be a combustion in order to save the whole. There needs to be movement of troops and faint and counter faint and battles to get to the truth, to get to the thing that it needs to be gotten to. Yes, I have the chills with that, yeah. What was your, what was it like to see your friend and mentor, Martin Luther King, Dr. King, what was that like? Pure bliss, he says. Pure bliss, pure knowing. I loved him so much. I loved my brother so much. He is the reason why I still exist. You know, why I exist. 
why I still exist in the hearts and memories of others. It was, we, we had a short chat with him at some point in our work. It's in the book. He said he convinced me after last week. <laughs> well, that's the impression I got. This morning, I had an image in my head of the young Chicago um, yeah. poet and uh, Black Panther. His name was Fred Hampton. And we invited Fred to come and speak to the class, but he had told us at the time that he wasn't prepared to speak. But this morning, when I saw Fred Hampton, while I was, you know, having an egg, I went, oh, that must mean that John Lewis wants to, is ready to speak to us. But did you put, did, who put Fred Hampton in my mind? Yeah. Question is, who put Fred Hampton in my mind? Luana. Luana, because they're, well, does Fred want to speak to us briefly? I don't want to take it away from John Lewis, but does he want to come forward? Or was that just a reference? Just a reference. Okay, very good. I won't ask those questions. So, John, do you have any messages for your family? Anything you want to say to your or colleagues, family, friends. Yes, go live your lives. Go and do things that you didn't think were possible. And to remember to do things for the ones that can't speak or the ones that are not spoken of. Who can't speak up on their own behalf. Is that true for your colleagues, people in Congress? Anybody you want to say to them? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good luck. Um, How about? Hold on. Let me just make sure because he's showed me something. Hold on. Tell them to be resilient. They need to be resilient. They need to look inside and not care about what they can get or what they can't get for certain things being done or not and to stop and to not have fear. To not have fear. And what, what's the Everybody, predominant fear? What do people fear? Everybody has fear in Congress right now. Of? being not elected or? No, that's interesting, hold on. They're worried that they're not gonna be able to get Trump out of office. Mm -hmm. So any messages for anybody in the administration? Um, why, really? I'm actually feeling President, you know, or old President Bush, the one that spoke at his funeral. Hold on. Well, we've spoken to his father. Right, but no, I know he's here. It's the one that spoke at his funeral, George Bush Jr. Yeah, um, I'm saying we've talked to senior. I know. But, and he's probably here too, but he's saying that he could probably, he actually can change things. Okay, 
he has the power to change things. That's interesting. I've heard that some of his staffers have been helping in Texas to uh, change it from a red to a blue state. So, I mean, John, this is a weird opportunity for you to continue this conversation. I know it's weird, but the conversation being, what do you recommend? I mean, from your perspective, we've talked about this a lot. The future doesn't exist. There's likely outcomes, but there's your ability to give us advice on how to push us in the direction. So how do we get to that direction? He showed me people, like he, and it looks like they're either military or something, from Washington, being in every state, like something that could happen that, something that can happen at voting will, instead of the states, because he thinks if it's, well, if the states are in charge of voting, then he won't buy it. So if he has somebody from, you know, that's a, like, and he just showed me the, um, uh, the United States, what is it called? Oh my God. UN. Military? No, the UN. Just showed me somebody in the UN. Oh, like United States, you mean like watchers over the election, people. Watchers are in each state. If he had in watchers each state. in each state, that is not so the state doesn't have because he's not going to believe it i see so he'll he'll contest it so the idea being some kind of an agency comes in that's non-denominational non-political and they oversee the election that's yes. what your recommendation is john that we figure that one out yes okay well that's unusual why not I, we can float that you know we have ted Lou in our district and we you know he's love, we yeah. love so much <laughs> we love ted all right john any messages to specific people barack obama what do you want us to tell barack not that he's going to be listening in but you never know okay hold on wow he just showed me love like he has so much love for Barack. He just said, tell him love. Tell him love. And that he can write, I can talk to him and he can write from me, with me. Ah, that's interesting. So you're saying the best way for you to help. Right, he showed me Martin Luther King, how Martin Luther King would channel. Mm, to John Lewis. Yeah, actually. Mm -hmm. and he's saying he's gonna do that to Barack. Help him write. Very good. That's whether conscious of it or not, he's there. They all are. Is there any kind of advice you can give us on helping that open up that channel? Not just for you, but for anybody who wants to write and wants to ask questions. Excuse me, ask questions to a loved one or someone on the other side. How would they do that? Like a one two one two three of how do you write in? draw information from your hero, let's say. Get a picture of them, put it in front of you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a cutout or a phone, like a picture. Um, and then picture. feel into your heart. He just showed me, feel into your heart. Close your eyes and breathe and feel into your heart as if it's connected to that person. Are you saying feel? or feel feel 
feel into your heart. Okay. Into your heart. And then ask that person a question as if they were, because they are in front of you, but ask that person a question. Very good. Ask them a question and stay open to the answer. Try Closing. not to judge the answers. Right. Say that again. I'm sorry. You were I ju um, just stay open to whatever answers right. come forward. And then the number four, because there's, let's go to five. Fourth is don't judge it. Don't judge it. Okay. Don't judge it. You might want to go one way because you're like, no, and then you'll go another way. And then the fifth one is believe it. Believe it. So just to recap in a way, Jennifer and I have talked about this. We've heard this directly from our pal Morton on the flip side. And that is, I was going on a radio show and I said, what's the best way of communicating with somebody that we want to speak to? And Michael Newton, who Jennifer called Martin, Martin, came forward and said, say their name, which is the equivalent of taking out their photograph and thinking about them. Say their name, ask your questions. And I recommend asking questions you don't know the answer to. Who was there to greet you when you crossed over? Who are you hanging out with? What's your favorite thing that you miss about being on the planet? And then when you hear an answer before you can ask the question, then you'll know you've made a connection. And he's saying, he's adding two more things. Don't judge it, believe it. By the way, what do you miss about being on the planet? I mean, it's not been that long, right? But what do you miss? <laughs> he's like, I'm not trying to make fun of COVID, but I miss the smells. I miss this i think that's funny and the salty air like he's showing me the water the ocean the ocean the salty, salty air and yeah. when you look back on your life i mean have you done a life review as they're called yeah. over and over he says yes over and over and when you look back on your life what are the things that stand out for you that you want to share they don't have to be personal. They could be political. It could be anything. He showed me, he showed me, um, you know, Martin Luther King being shot. And I know that's not what he, so he's sharing that, but there's a point to it. So give me a second. Sure. He knew he was gone, but he let him into his heart even more so he could talk with him. I see. Hold on. Hold on one second. That he was getting, um, he was getting information. Um, so I asked you a dramatic moment in your life, in your life review, and you recalled the death of Martin Luther King. But you, the reason you recall it is because then that'll, that changed your life because you were then able to access him or his frequency on some level. And he was able to imbue you with. He showed him enough signs before and after he passed. He said it was significant that that saved his life after he was gone. Okay. Something about, something about Texas, not quite sure, and Charlottesville. Okay. 
let's ask. Texas, is it related to somebody in our class? Kennedy. So question was, what were some incidents in your life review that were so dramatic? You mentioned the death of Dr. King. You mentioned the death of JFK. Before we get to Charlottesville, what was your experience meeting JFK? He's just showing me um, an understanding, like a smirk, like they're laughing. Like some type of understanding of whatever, you know, um, and tribute, like there's a tribute to both from each other. Of and what do you see his death as part of an overall arc of a story or? Yes. And it does not discriminate. So Martin Luther King was shot. He was shot. It doesn't discriminate. It's true. Also, of course, Robert, JFK's brother. Right. You guys were pretty close. And Charlottesville, and go ahead. Love saying hello to Marilyn. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, and Charlottesville, are you referring to the riots that were there? And is that what you're referring to? Yes. So those three moments were stood out for you. Explain why they were important or any one of them. It made me think, it made me pray. It made me think that, you know, to ask for help, to ask for guidance. That's what can I do to help lead? That's beautiful. That then in turn, made me know that there was an afterlife, even with all the terrible things that were happening. Because you got responses. Right. So when did you become aware that there was an afterlife? I have the chills. When he had a child. When your son. Yeah. yeah. Is your son still on the planet? I don't know the answer to that. I saw that he was online. I mean, I saw his name, but. I don't know if he, ha does he have two sons and a daughter? Let's ask him. Oh, he showed me the number three. So I don't know if that's three in total. Um, some were half, I don't know. Six like maybe six kids all together, but maybe three of them aren't hit. I don't know. But John, are you trying to tell us something? Were you a prolific guy? Because I think you were only married to one person and I think you only had one child officially. He was married once, but early on, and it wasn't like he had other children. It was somebody else's children. I don't know. There's something could have been his brother's children or something. I just feel like he took. So you felt like you had six children in life. And they yeah. don't, and only one was natural or genetically connected. Yes. I'm, you know, unpacking that in a weird way, but it's really to point out people on the flip side report. Jennifer gets that report. It's up to us to figure out what they mean. Well, and you would think if I'm seeing kids from another 
family, I immediately go to, oh, it must be a blended marriage or something like that. I didn't know he was just married once. And, so it and just, that could but, be his nephews and nieces. It could be anybody. But you felt like there was six children in your life. And so our, I'm sure, I assume. Luther King's children. Ah, okay. And are, are some of them still on the planet? Is that what you're saying? Is there anything you want to say to them? It's so interesting. Okay, you know how Muhammad Ali at the Olympics, how he put the light on the torch, mm -hmm. right? So before, when I saw when he, I saw Martin Luther King, or when I saw the torch being passed to him, it was that torch. And then when you asked that question, he just handed that torch over to the kids, to the families. Now your turn to run for it. Very good. Well, one way that we can carry that torch is by voting. Yeah. And who do you recommend we vote for, sir? <laughs> you said you should vote for Jack in a Box. <laughs> what does that mean? Go this Just anybody but Trump. But I think I'm <laughs> getting in the way right now. So we're asking him if that's accurate. Does voting make a difference yes absolutely he told us how to make sure that it makes a difference too by having independent independent social an independent group come to each come state. and help with the election very good since you've been there have you met anybody else in our class the reason why he wasn't so quick to jump he said that's still dividing us who to vote for yeah it's difficult it's unbelievable but we need to change so that we can get back to normal and get back to figuring out oh how to gosh. do things. Over on the other side, had belly laughs by you saying we need to get back to normal. <laughs> like laughing hysterically, like, okay, all right, Mr. Martini. <laughs> okay. Well, how else are we going to get back to normal unless we get a change? Come on, yeah. people. People wearing masks. Yes. People what? Wearing face masks. They literally show me. Yeah. People wearing masks, literally. Well, have you met our classmate Abraham Lincoln? He was one of the first people that I met to shake hands with. So what was your impression of seeing? He wept, he said. Hmm. Yeah. And did Abe have anything to say to him or? He said, I wish I could have seen it through. Who? Abraham. Abraham did. Yeah, I wish you could see it through. Wow, that's pretty powerful. We had Abe come in. He's had conversations with us. Uh, it's fascinating. Both Jennifer and I, I mean, the first time you mentioned seeing him, I was, what? And we just did what we always do. It's just, can we speak to you? And you have an opinion and who was there to greet you and you cross over and what about your crazy wife and all that stuff. We asked him a lot of questions. What about the guy that you used to travel with and stay in the same bed with? What was up with that? Oh, and we had J. Edgar Hoover come through and say, there were a lot of odd fellows in politics, including him, whatever. Um, so Luana, 
What else do we need to ask John? I love that I put it over in Luana's lap. She said, ask him how well he lived. Thank you. John? I have nothing more that I could have, so I have nothing more that I, that, so something like I have nothing more that I wanted to live for other than seeing our nation blended. And I have to come back around again to see that actually happen. It's gonna be a while before. It'll be a while. Before you come back or before that happens? Before hearts are mended. Oh. Uh, how about you, Prince? You know, you escorted him in here. What do you? Hold on, he's not done yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, he said before, he goes, it's gonna be a long while before people can give up the past, before people can have come to terms with the past in order to move into the present. It's gonna take a long time. Does it require some kind of dramatic shift or? Um, yeah. yeah, it will. It'll happen more outside, it feels like, of the US than inside the US even though I feel like we're spearheading it. Okay, well. Other countries are already doing it and blending. Blending, I see what you're saying. It's like the rest of the world will come together before the United States comes together. Right. Okay, well, we can do our best to help push that in the right direction. Chris, do you have a question for John Lewis? Um, hold on one second. I'm sorry, say that one you said. Does Prince have a question for John or a comment? <laughs> Interesting. How did you stay so long on the planet? Mm -hmm. And, and <laughs> what's your question? What's your answer? He showed me the visual of not jumping off of pianos, like jumping <laughs> on a piano. But he's so let me, that was his funny way of saying things, saying something, but hold on. I did it through perseverance of not wanting to leave why our country was still so divided. I always had a job of trying to mend it. He just showed me literally stitches, like mending a flag. So, John, you were a big fan of music. I know Michelle Obama posted a video of you dancing the other day and Pharrell uh, posted a, a version of his song Happy with people dancing for your tribute the other day. It's lovely. Who was there, who's there on the flip side musically that you're enjoying seeing or meeting or talking to? You oh, know, James Brown. You always yeah. say the guy with the hair. Well, you're thinking of James Brown. Very good. It's fine. He's Somebody having Ray Charles. Um, yeah, Ray Charles, yeah, yeah, with the sunglasses. No, you know, we know Ray because I did a movie with him. He played God in my film, Limit Up. Talk to Ray. Him. Oh, Betty Holiday. 
Billy Holiday. Of course. That's all right. That's why I'm here. And we have a lot of musicians that we've talked to. Billy Holiday. And then they're still playing Beyonce up there, which he loves. So <laughs> that's cool. But, but yeah, he's having so much fun. So it, that's an interesting thing. I mentioned everybody that we've taken tap dancing. He's taking <laughs> tap dancing. So is Billy around? Can she come forward to talk to us? Yeah, she's, a, he's a, she's around. Very good. Billy, welcome to our class. You're always welcome. Beautiful eyes I think I've ever seen. They're just sparkly. I don't know if they're greenish brown. They're just a beautiful color. Billy, who was there to greet you when you crossed over? Her sister or okay. someone like her sister. Was that a welcome thank or? Yeah, someone contacted her that must have died before her. Okay. Felt. And when they were young, somebody that died when they were young. You had a very difficult journey in life. Wouldn't have changed it. Wouldn't have changed a thing. Um, including the addiction to drugs or no? Then she showed me Whitney. Whitney and Billie Holiday were very similar, it felt oh, like. Very good. But she had the best time in Europe. It was like France. That's correct. Yeah, she made some records over there and really did a, she was a treated, great time. She said she was treated, it was just different. It was Completely so, that's different. why countries are so far ahead of our country that's so stagnant from the British that came over. Like, she's just showing me just different things, but. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of African-Americans. That time in France saved her life. That time in France made her life, she said. Made her life. And it was something that she held on to. Very good. Um, yeah. Some of the, sort of all the songs that you performed and sang, can you put one in Jennifer's mind? Um, that you particularly resonate with? Just put an image in her mind. Maybe we can figure out what it is. Cabana, Copacabana kind of place, it feels like. I don't know, I yeah. see water in the pool. And then okay. I saw the, the, pianist, the piano. Remember the movie, The Green Book or something like that? Uh-huh, sure. Show me somebody, either him, somebody like that, if it's not him at all, like playing the most beautiful piano. Okay, who is that? Is that somebody you've been hanging out with? Somebody, somebody like him, but yes. She's been hanging out with him. Okay, very good. Yeah. And are you singing over there or just? No, she's done with that. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. Not done with it. I know what you mean. He's like, actually no being like an Olympic athlete. And she's showing me javelin, like a javelin person. Yeah. Like that's, that's are you saying that's what she felt like, that she was done with her sport? Yeah, she wants to do something else. Very good. Okay, yeah. very cool. And so what was that like for you, Billy, to see Dr. King and all these other people that... You said home, homecoming, home. home. I couldn't wait for him to come through. It's a good question. What is home? What does home mean to you? Peace. Peace. Not being scared, not having fear. The ultimate blissful peace is home. 
Great. Knowing you fit in, knowing that there's no colors, but yet the brightest colors, and that nobody owns those colors. Everyone has them, if they can see them. Lovely. And John, do you have a feeling like you're home? Yes. He said I did before I went home. I knew that I did everything I could when I was here. But now that you're home... He felt... He felt complete when he went home. Are you aware of any of your previous lifetimes? We don't have enough time to get into detail, but... I have to go. I'm so sorry. Go. I was going to say. But John, thank you for coming. Prince, thank you for bringing him forward. Um, Luana, thank you for putting Fred Hampton into my mind. So this morning, I could do some research because I realized, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I'm going to be interviewing somebody who really deserves my full focus and attention. And that was Thank you for um, making that happen. Uh, for you listening into this, I know it's a little disconcerting to hear, but Jennifer and I have been doing this for about six years now, and we try not to judge what we hear. We try to honor everyone we speak to uh, equally, to allow them to speak. We, as you can see, we were both emotionally caught up with what John had was it's describing even though we've heard it before applause for life well lived but the fact that Jennifer knew those three boys who had died in Mississippi without my prompting with John showing it to her shows that our loved ones still exist it was the bliss and I'm still getting choked up just looking at it the way he showed me them coming together and just how those boys I knew two of those boys very well. They were all part of the Freedom Riders. And now they're riding in freedom. Yep. Very good. Thank you, Jennifer. We love you. Thanks, Luana. Thanks, class. We'll catch you on the flip side.